Hello and welcome to the True North CFL podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Leach. You can follow me on Twitter at Jimmy Leach CFL. And I'm Carter Kennington. You can follow me on Twitter at CJK underscore Carter, new at there, and on Instagram at Carter Kennington. Awesome, Carter. Real quick, do you want to shout out your Twitch? Because I know you're doing something new over there. Okay, yeah. So I've just been doing some games on Twitch uh, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Um, I got to get my computer fixed. But after that, it should just be after this weekend. I'll be back on that schedule. It is CJK Carter. I'm trying to hit affiliate as quickly as I can. And I need like just 13 more followers to do that. So yeah. So, So go check him out on Twitch, man. And if you're wondering, well, first of all, got plugged socials. Taylor isn't to remind me to do that unfortunately um yeah hey but you got this yeah i got this all right so let's go and you can listen to the show on youtube soundcloud spotify and now apple podcast just search true north cfl podcast you can also find us on our social media accounts at true north cfl podcast again on twitter facebook and instagram so, what this episode is going to be about is we're going to talk about the, I believe the official term here is the CFL and XFL talking about quote-unquote alignment yeah, and yeah. what that means. Because some people are panicking saying, oh no, this is going to be a merger, they're going to buy the CFL, it's going to turn into four-down American football. Um, I, I don't think either of us think that's the case, though. No, we we do have a person on the team that has concerns. Unfortunately, they weren't able to make it. So it's just Carter and I. I'm going to try to be neutral here. And we're looking at an interview with Randy uh, about what's happening right now. And uses the phrase, they're talking about talking. So to me, that means they're like, hey, there's mutual interest in working together. That doesn't necessarily mean anybody's come up with a formal proposal of how to do that. Uh, personally, I don't see the XFL or the CFL having the money to go and buy out either league because the CFL has three different structures of ownership that you would have to buy out in order to buy the league. You would have to buy out the privately owned teams, so like Hamilton, Toronto, etc. You know, who are owned by multi-millionaires and in Toronto's case, a billion-dollar corporation. And you would also have to buy out the locally owned, community-owned teams like Saskatchewan and Edmonton. And Mm. is Winnipeg a publicly owned team? I don't remember. I believe so, yeah. I believe so. Okay, so you would have to buy all of those out and then buy the league itself, which would definitely cost hundreds of millions of dollars, which the XFL is rich but they're not that rich and they're not stable enough to go and buy the CFL and the CFL certainly isn't in a position financially where they could go and buy the XFL. So people who are talking about that, calm down. You know, Randy's own words, they're talking about talking. So odds are they're probably looking at the reactions right now too. And they're like, okay, this is what fans seem to think of this. You know, where do we go from here? Type of thing. And one thing I'm glad about is, like, if the XFL was still owned by Vince McMahon and that whole group, I feel like they wouldn't have the same respect for our league that the new ownership, which is Dwayne The Rock Johnson and his business partner. I feel like they have a lot more respect because, um, if you somehow don't know, 
um, Dwayne Johnson used to play for the Calgary Stampeders, uh, and he was coached by Wally Buono. So that's just a little tidbit there. So I think it's uh, it's really cool to see him caring about the CFL and like open to exploring options here and not just trying to buy him out. Yeah, I think uh, a guy like Dwayne, uh, he had experience with the league, obviously, being cut by the Calgary Stampeders at the end of his football career. And after that, he kind of realized that, you know, stop chasing football and look at different career avenues. And he says that was a big kind of game changer in his life. So I feel that he would definitely have a lot more respect for it than just some random American business person. Yeah, exactly. And he, I think he's smart enough to know it's like the the actual game itself in Canada is what makes it unique and what sells it. Yeah, so like, I don't see it dropping. Like they're they're not going to drop the hundred and ten yards, the no yards penalty, the three downs, all that stuff. That's going to stay. Yeah, like people need to calm down. The CFL isn't stupid. They know how to sell their game, right? And yeah, if they just go, hey, let's just make this American football net. The league dies. Like, yeah, it just they be, it becomes viewed as truly a minor league, and then nobody wants to watch it. Because let's be real, how many people go to see double A baseball games, right? Yeah. So, so, yeah, it's just I don't know. I feel like that isn't something that's in the cards. The odds are incredibly small that that's happening. It's mm-hmm. more more likely that they're talking about collaborating in a different way. Maybe playing each other occasionally, which I'd like be okay pre-season. with that. Preseason stuff, that'd be cool. Yeah, like have a have a preseason game, have an extra one, have a third preseason game where the CFL teams maybe go down south and play against an XFL team. You know, have, it, have it be the first one. And I say like, that because a lot of the new guys come from American football and obviously American oh, rules. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it would make more sense for them to play there and then adjust to the Canadian game rather than having them go, oh yeah, last preseason game, we're going to play a completely different style of football than we typically do. And usually later in the preseason, that's when your experienced CFL guys get time. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that would not be beneficial. But if you had it as the first game, you know, it. It would be broadcast in the U.S. on, you know, different stations. And, you know, I think it's just a good promotional opportunity if you had like a little exhibition game. I know one of our guys, James, he brought up the idea of maybe them playing like the Grey Cup winners versus the winners of the XFL. I think that'd That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, some sort of big game. And like the only question is, where do you play it? True. Is just better. Is it just better record? But then you got to make sure each team has the same. It's a there's so many hoops that we have to jump through to make any sort of conclusion right now. And I think that's why people are panicking a bit because there's literally like nothing has been said besides just like oh they're they're rubbing elbows, you know? Yeah, like people are just overreacting. In my opinion, they're in Randy's own words, they are talking about talking. They aren't necessarily, yeah. you know. They aren't like, hey, here's a formal proposal to buy the league or whatever. You know, like that. I don't think that's in the cards. Yeah, one thing that I really like here from the interview on 3 Down Nation is they say that we're not doing this because we have a blind panic. We're doing this because we feel good about talking with them about collaborating to grow the game of football. 
I think that's very promising to hear. Like, I think just that... making sure that you know the CFL has um they trust their own game and they trust that they aren't in or that they will hang on let me rephrase that they trust themselves to dig themselves out of the hole that they're in a hundred percent yeah i I personally feel like yeah uh randy has been trying to grow the game kind of internationally from day one that's Mm. why the whole global program was a thing and i know you know, as a business student, not everybody looks at this from the business side. They look at it from the football side. But this, all of this is a business at the end of the day. The global program, what its goal was, and I said this from the jump, was that it was to go and get uh, different revenue opportunities that weren't there, you know, a decade ago for the CFL. Mm-hmm. And it right. did that. It secured TV I... deals in Europe as well as Mexico. Exactly. I I had the idea. I had the idea of it being like, oh, if you can't grow within North America, just grow everywhere else. And that's what they've tried to do. Yeah, they're doing international expansion, which is a common model you see in businesses now with globalization being a thing. Many even small businesses are starting to have some sort of international presence. And that's what the CFL is sort of trying to do now is they're trying to grow their game outside of Canada, you know, and that includes Europe. Mexico and now the US, you know, I don't yeah. I don't really see that much of a problem with it and if it brings more money into the league like the global program did, why not? Yeah, one thing that I'm hoping for is just like I know this isn't going to be for a long time, but I hope we get out of just being a uh, a ticket-based league cuz right now that's where yeah. the majority of our money is just from, you know, buying tickets and going to see the games live. But then if something like this happens again, who knows? The CFL might not survive it. So yeah, you got to grow while you can. Like, I'd be a lot more worried if there was rumors about buying out and it was the NFL because the NFL definitely has the money to do that. The XFL, yeah. again, as we went over, they don't. They, they couldn't buy out MLSE. Some owners would not be willing to, you know, sell their teams to the XFL. So mm-hmm. I don't I don't see that happening, you know. Yeah, in terms no. of them coming to buy out the league from a logical and a business perspective. Yeah. I mean there's not there's not really a giant need for it for anybody really. Exactly. You, there is there's either not an you either don't have the need or you don't have the cash. Nobody has the capital and the reason to do it. For sure. I think more than likely this is going to be some sort of Again, collaboration between the leagues, maybe cross-border exposure, I think would probably be the most likely outcome. Make because a, Make a video game. Do it. Do it. Just make Apparently the XFL game. has a video game deal, man. Do so maybe, maybe the CFL gets in on that action. Uh, we don't know. Dude, I mean, they get in on it and like make a cool story mode where you get to like go through both the leagues and then you get one offer from like a CFL team and an XFL team that are both right about to enter the playoffs. So you get to like play through the playoffs for whichever league and whichever team you want. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be cool. You get like the phone call and you get sort of like, sort of like a college hat presentation. And like, let's say you got, um, you got an Edmonton hat on one side and you got a St. Louis hat on the other and you got to pick one. Yeah. Like that's the team that you go in the playoffs with for that league. I think that'd be really cool. But and then, anyway, 
Another concern that I heard was that, you know, this might hurt the CFL in terms of, like, it's very big in the West, and Western fans might not like this, but the fact is a lot of, you know, people who watch the CFL in the West also watched the XFL when it was on. Like, I watched yeah. some XFL football, you know? I mean, as long as it doesn't alter the actual game, I don't think it'll hurt the viewership too much. I agree. I think that's everyone's biggest concern, is that, you know, maybe the CFL changes how they play yeah. football. And, and again, like, the CFL is a lot of stupid. Things. There's yeah. a lot of things wrong with the CFL right now, but the way they yeah. play the game is not one of them. They know they have a very unique product, and I don't think they would, you know, throw that away because they know that is one of their main selling points. Their their two big selling points are that they're uniquely Canadian, and they have a long heritage within Canada, mm-hmm. and they're very unique brand of football that you you can't get anywhere else outside of Canada. So I don't think yeah. they're just going to throw that away to, you know, get with this, you know, what's essentially a startup to, league, right? Just to go with Dwayne The Rock Johnson, yeah. Exactly. And I think The Rock might have enough respect for the game to, you know, decide not to do, not to be, not to be like, hey, you need to change rules if we want a merger. It's like, no. Now, does this also mean from an XFL standpoint, does this mean that they're going to go to three down football? Probably not. But, I mean, it's just weird because, like, I just want to have that littlest bit more information because, like, I have, I feel like I have no idea what I'm talking about right now one, with this, you know? One thing that throws a red flag up for me uh, from the XFL side is they said they're going to hold their 22, uh, 2022 season until they hear back from the CFL. That, to me, indicates there's some desperation from their side there, more so than the CFL, who's more than likely going to play some sort of season this year. Yeah. I mean, I think, well, the XFL was a startup league. Like, we've got, like, you know, we have fan bases. We have dedicated people towards making this league great. We had XFL who were brand new, right? And it was right after the AAF folded. So, like, you know, you want to make sure you are a hundred percent to go because you don't want three leagues to fail, basically. Because yeah. we'll call this XFL different from the last one because it's under new ownership. So you don't want three football leagues failing in like what four years? Yeah. So I I don't I don't blame them for having that little bit like of cold feet for not wanting to jump right in, whereas the CFL. They know that if they can provide a product, there is people there who want to watch it. So, like, yeah, they're ready to go if we can go for 2021. And for me, that's something else that the CFO can offer the XFL is their experience. They're a league that's been around for, you know, a very long time. And that could, you know, help the XFL because that's a league that, you know, folded once already and has transferred ownership. Uh, with the new XFL, the XFL kind of 2.0, if you will, mm-hmm. already after one season. So it's like, okay, we need to figure out how to stabilize this league. Let's look to this other professional league that's in a somewhat similar situation to us. It's, you know, CFL is the second best football league. Uh, it's not the NFL. You don't have that same kind of money. So yeah. let's let's look at them and see what they're doing to keep this league operating for so long. And let's 
work with them to try and help each other. And how mm. the XFL can help CFL is those exhibition games, if you want to play those and want to have that as an option, what you could do is you could get more American eyes on the CFL and that could lead to multinational companies sponsoring the league more more so or more American viewership for the regular season. Maybe they see, you know, hey, these guys are actually pretty good football players. I want to see what their regular season looks like. And they watch or, you know, maybe if they play Canadian rules down south somewhere, you know, they might be like, hey, this is a really cool brand of football. I want to watch more of this. I'll tune in to ESPN2 where all the CFL games are and go watch that. And then the CFL can leverage ESPN and say, hey, you know, our viewership in the States is going up. Give us more money on the TV deal. And they can also, mm -hmm. you know, become less dependent on the gates and be move into that modern kind of style of not being a gate-driven football league. Yeah, one thing that you uh, sort of piqued my curiosity with was I wonder if sponsors, I wonder if they're going to do something where it's like a dual sponsorship system where you have to sponsor both and like, and you know, oh, if you're sponsored with the CFL right now, oh, now you're also going to be sponsored with the XFL and stuff like that. Cause like that could be helpful because there's organizations who maybe wouldn't be interested in a startup league like the XFL, or they wouldn't be interested in what they would think would be a minor league in the CFL. But then, you know, if they're working together, I mean, you're getting two leagues anyway. So getting your product on twice as many games at the minimum. So That's I'd like to see that. I think sponsorships, I think sponsorships could be a big part of this. Maybe. I, I couldn't see them being, you know, you have to sponsor both because a group mm. like, you, like, because can, the Canadian game, you know, we have Canadian sponsors, right? That's true. That's so true. you look at, you know, those sponsors, they either don't exist within the U.S. or, you know, they have a very small presence. So they wouldn't, you know... Like, let's look at Marks, for example. Do you think they would be like, oh, yeah, let's sponsor no, the yeah. XFL, too, even th though those people, you know, they can't buy our product or it's very hard for them to get, you know? Mm -hmm. So I couldn't see that, but I could see, you know, some some sponsors going and doing both, you know, and maybe getting a discount for doing both or something like that, or so some different ways to work together, I think, would be a good thing. Mm -hmm. So we've talked about this kind of in theory enough. What would your ideal collaboration with the CFL and XFL look like? Um, I think it just needs to be something small. I don't think you need to really blow it up to be a huge thing out of proportion. I think already the amount of chatter that it's gotten is sort of going to, you know, be too much for what this deal is going to be, hopefully. I just want something small that's got just both leagues supporting each other really i have no idea how that's going to come in because i have no idea what they're looking for because the cfl holds their cards too close to their chests but anyway um yeah i don't know just something small again i'd like some some sponsorship deals and just getting eyes on the on both leagues i don't know what do you think i'm more interested about what you think i think you've got more solid idea than what than me 
what I would like to see is, again, uh, some cross-league collaboration, but nothing huge. So, you know, exhibition games in the States, you know, would be something that I would be okay with, you mm-hmm. know, or them coming up here and playing a game, like an exhibition game, you know? Or, yeah. you know, or maybe, you know, different groups playing each other, like maybe the as we mentioned, the St. Louis team, maybe they play like the Bombers or the Riders in an, you know, exhibition game. Like, stuff like that I think would help both leagues without really compromising the other type of thing, mm-hmm. because you're not playing a unique style of football in, you know, playoffs or regular season. It's just, you know, an exhibition game, right? Doesn't really matter that much. Yeah, it's like how you know the NFL or no a better example would be the NBA. The NBA, uh, in preseason they play teams from the Euro leagues, you know. So yeah, there's no reason the CFL couldn't do something like that with the XFL, where they play, you know, again have you know either have one extra exhibition game, and just play. I think there's going to be nine teams in both leagues. So just have you know. One team in the CFL play one team in the XFL. Mm-hmm. So things like that, I think, would be, you know, beneficial. It would get more eyes on both leagues because the CFL people would tune in to see them play the XFL guys, and the American fans would tune in more to see the CFL guys. So yeah, and I mean, again, both of those leagues are going to be taking a lot of college players. So you know, you, I've heard you say a lot that you know, it's like if we get eyes on. Canadian football, you're going to see like, oh, these college people are actually still kicking and they're just doing it in the CFL. And hopefully that pulls some of that college football viewership over. True. Like Randy's whole thing since day one has been expanding outside of Canada. And some people like that. Some people don't. But the fact is, it's it's new revenue and it's probably a better use of your time to go and promote yourself in new markets, whereas you're trying to recapture older parts of your market and i know some people don't necessarily want to hear that but it's true so you know going and you know coming back to canada and be like hey you know or like toronto say try to promote the league in toronto where there's so many big professional teams you know spending all your time and resources doing that is not gonna give you as much of a return as getting a new tv deal in mexico or europe you know mm-hmm. yeah just because again like how are you going to compete with the blue jays how are you going to compete with the raptors and the maple leafs you know yeah right especially when like in toronto can, they see you as a second tier league it's like, like that that's you pretty hang hard with to do one like you could hang with one a lot of cities do that you know like you've got winnipeg jets calgary flames edmonton oilers and like you can still support a cfl team but when you have so many other options especially happening at the same time as football, because, you know, you got baseball happening at the exact same time. Like, it's yeah. tough. And in fairness, the CFL, they have been doing more in recent years, like CFL week. I know we didn't have that last year, but we're getting it back eventually. That's a good way to grow the game. They're pairing the Vanier Cup with the Grey Cup. I think that's a mm. huge uh, thing for grassroots football and getting more eyes on that. So little things like that, I think, are helping, but they're, you know, they're as flashy as, oh, XFL and CFL are talking. What could that mean? But like, 
they're still helping the game. Mm-hmm. And they're they're not just gonna abandon, you know, trying to grow the game in Canada. They're going to look at, you know, things once they've kind of exhausted these external revenues. They'll come back and say, Okay, well what can we do to maybe help grow our internal revenue in within Canada type of thing? And yeah. Once you have that larger international presence, that's going to be easier to leverage sponsors and things like that, saying, hey, we we now have this, you know, global market you can have your eyes on and they can go to the multinational companies and say, hey, look at this. You know, whereas, you know, right now it's most of the brands are uniquely Canadian. Maybe you get, again, those multinationals sponsoring the league if they have that worldwide presence. Yeah. Some of those bigger sponsors, yeah. Yeah, and they would pay more too. So again, that's even more revenue coming into the league. So it's a long-term picture, but it's something that, again, most businesses are doing now, and it seems to work for most of them. So I don't see why it wouldn't work for the CFL. It's Again, it's a unique product, so it, it doesn't really have, you know, it's not a direct competitor the NFL 100%, you know, it's also a substitute in terms of the style of play. Yeah. So, again, there there should be some, you know, you can sell that and be like, hey, you know, we're not this, you know, second-tier NFL. We're our own thing. And you might be able to sell that in America with different kind of drama and controversies with the NFL in the past however many years people are starting to tune out and the CFL can be right there saying hey come look at our brand of football you know yeah so I think we should kind of wrap it up here um, no, that's, yeah I think so but it was good no I like talking about this it was a cool different subject you know for sure this is kind of our first episode of we're going to do mini episodes that are like 10-20 minutes long I know it's we're just over the 26 minute mark, but hey, it is what it is. But we'll get better at that in the future. Uh, this this actually might go up on Instagram. I know Brandon was looking at that, our editor. So yeah, we'll see if we can do that with this long video. Yeah, because we have a very big presence on Instagram. So hopefully yeah. that you know that tunes more people into the pod that are there. Yeah, we'll but, see how. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, thank you for listening. You can find us on, uh, what is it, YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, YouTube, Spotify, SoundCloud, Spotify. I think and that's Apple all Podcasts. And Apple Pod? No? Yep, oh my that's goodness. new. So Let's go. go go check us out on there if you want to hear more of our takes on the current state of the CFL and just news and prospect information. That's kind of what we do. And... Otherwise, check out our social media. Our Instagram is probably our most active, so check that out. Uh, True North CFL Podcast on everything. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And again, I've been your host, Jimmy Leach. This is the True North CFL Podcast signing off.